Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, everybody. I've had an absolute blast recording your championship intros on audio and also on video. And for those of you that didn't know, the videos can be done special exactly the way you like them because these are green screens and we can do them with a scene behind me. Do you want a fighting scene? Do you want a beach scene? Do you want a race car scene? Any scene you want, we can give it to you. It's your theme and my pleasure. Just write our offices and we will answer you with the exact fee involved and how it'll get done. So here we are, and now it's time, and it's your choice. Cheers! From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of wherever the UFC is coming in 2023. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but maybe afraid to voice. We've been talking about it all year long. This is the last show of the year. It's no holes barred radio, folks. And to make sure that you know that, to make sure that you hear that, to make sure that you realize that, we've got TJ DeSantis, my co-host and producer on the show. And we've got the ever funny, ever outspoken, punch a hole through his chest, man of the year, coach of the year. Oh, man. And a warrior in his own right, Ray Oh, man. Ray, 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 Ray. Hi, Ray. Rose, you're killing me. Ah. I got to send you a bottle of champagne for New Year's now. That's fine. Just don't send me a bottle of Puncher's Chance. I got a couple cases in the end. There you go. There you go. Uh, hey, about that, wait, hold on, Bruce. Has that happened to you yet? Have you gotten Puncher's Chance as a gift from anybody? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I certainly have a lot of people ask me for it as a gift. Oh, that's good. Uh, but if you know, if you happen to follow me on Instagram, I did a, um, a holiday uh, drink on, uh, it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, where I came up with the drink. Because we just came out with our new... 14 year reserve, right? Now, Ray, is, is, like this. is this the third incarnation? Don't you have a 12 year as well? We have the standard puncher's chance, right? We have, you know, right here, a standard puncher's chance, right? I could go grab a bottle of the 14 year, but I'll be off camera for two minutes. No, and you then, don't need to do it. You don't okay. need to do that. You don't need to do the that. The 12 year reserve, we have the, um, the barrel version, which actually comes out of barrels. It's 116 proof. And wow. we have a 14-year reserve that just came out. It's called the Left Cross Ray. Hmm. And, it, and it's got the it. Jamaican colors on it. Now, wow. a little bit of trivia here, Ray. A little bit of trivia. What you made, it's, 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 it's basically a left cross. So you wonder, why do we call it left cross? Why is Jamaica? Well, it's made in Jamaican rum barrels. That's how it's aged and, and, and the whole process. And... Do you remember the name of the very well-known Jamaican heavyweight fighter that was the first one to put Mike Tyson down with the left cross? Wait, hold on a second. Come on, I'm gonna Jamaican, get you on this one, Jamaican heavyweight. Jamaican heavyweight. Oh, that has to be. Uh, was it Buster Douglas? Lennox, Lennox, Lennox Lewis. Nope, no, Lennox Lewis is English. Razor Ruddock. Oh, oh. Razor, Razor Ruddock. Ruddock. I would have I eventually gotten that. Okay, so that's why that's why it's called the left cross. Okay. And um, it's uh, it's it's an honor of that. But at the same time, again, because it's made in the Jamaican rum barrels, we have had so many rave reviews over this. And I could only my distiller, my my um, distillery in Kentucky could only make 2000 cases and they're gone. 
you know, they're out there to be purchased. You can go to punchershancebourbon.com. You can buy it while it's available there. I got one case of six <clears throat> bottles, which I have to have last the rest of my life. So I'm going to, oh, man. I gave, I gave one to my brother, one here for drinking and, uh, the rest will stay in uh, for when special occasions occur. Wow. wow. That's unbelievable. That's huge. Yeah. I like it sells it. for like 160 or more bottles. Well, what, and that's the thing, too. Like, you're not just like tooting your own horn here, Buff. Like, there are rave reviews online from people that are, you know, yeah. high brow uh, bourbon drinkers, and, and they're raving about it. They're raving about it. They're raving about it. Along with the fact that the bourbon spectator called Puncher's Chance itself as the top five best sipping bourbon in America at its price range. So quite uh, proud of that. And, you know, as far as, you know, you want to talk achievements, we all have achievements that we've done for 2022 and looking forward to bigger achievements in 2023. I'm um, going to come out with another puncher's chance in 2023. I'm told by my partners and my distillery, it's going to focus around me and my brand. So I'm going to put a little extra. little oomph punch in it. Wow. Huh? As, I, as, as, I, I, I gotta, I gotta get with Bruce, man. This guy knows how to market, man. That's crazy. Hey, that's oh, my middle yeah. name. He's, well, I'll tell he's, you what, it's awesome. I gotta get going with a couple of things. I'm getting too <laughs> old. I can't keep working. I need passive income, Bruce. There you go. Well, you know what? That's that's the key. Develop your values, teacher, but develop your base. Build your revenue streams out of your base, whatever the base of your brand is, and we know what your base yeah. is. You know, yeah, that's yeah, how you yeah. do it. Don't go try to reinvent the wheel and always creating something new. Build it out of your base, and the and the fan base that you have. So we can go into more. I'll give more motivational business talk next year. Let's talk about this year. Yeah. First off, I hope you guys had a wonderful holidays. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Great um, Christmas. Beautiful. Yeah, I was, it was special for me because of the COVID scare. I wasn't able to spend Thanksgiving with my little mama, but I was able oh, to man. be with her on uh, Christmas. And it was just, it was a wonderful time with did, all of us together. Did she get COVID or she avoided altogether? Would you believe she was with her caregiver probably for at least a, 24-hour period before she realized that she tested positive for COVID. Um, and then she put on the mask, and my mom did not get it. Wow, that's great. Oh, wow. That's great. Isn't that crazy how this, this disease, this virus is nuts? It's just, it's, some it's some nuts. people get it, and some people don't. And that the, the craziest thing about it is, I mean, we're still talking about it, you know, almost three years after it hit us. But, like, when you get COVID, it's like 50-50 on whether or not it's going to be real bad. Because other people have COVID, they don't even know, you know, and then other yeah. well, others are going to the hospital. See, that's why I think my my guess would be that his mother already had it, mild case, had some antibodies, and that's right. why she, she had it but, it. but she had it like a year and a half ago, right? Right, right. That yeah, but your body, I still believe in. I don't. I'm a big believer in that natural immunity. I don't think you could beat it, and it's like anything. You know? Right. Well, you know, you talk about the natural immunity. One of the things that comes out is because of the whole mass period that we had that a lot of the children's immunity systems didn't become strong. As oh, a of that. well, let me let me tell you, uh, you know, as a, a parent, every time my son has started at a new school or went to daycare when he was younger, he would always get sick and we would get sick way worse than him. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. always. Yeah. Ki kids are, are going to get sick in any environment when they're there the first time. And uh, th I mean, they just respond so well to it where adults, I mean, I'm I'm down for the count. Yeah. yeah. Lucky, you know, it's luck of the draw, luck of the Irish, luck of everything. Speaking of luck yeah. of the Irish, Mega Millions jackpot again, it's up to $640 million. Dude. Wow. That's crazy. Potential billionaire that's going to be, it's going to make it. Got, you know, all the best. What, Grab it. Yeah. What, what is the tax, you know, take on that? It's, it's oh, got to be 
40 percent right or something like that right 40 50 percent take two points right down the middle 48 to 52 wow. percent gone but i mean gone. dude it doesn't matter you're still Who getting cares? like 300 million dollars you know what you do you take that 640 you give 50 million over here to somebody 50 million over there you lighten the tax load a little bit you get a less and you make your immediate loved ones and make sure they have everything possible in the world right you, know? you try to buy puncher's chance from bruce buffer <laughs> no, you Love start a charity days. foundation too. I mean, anybody that makes that kind of money and doesn't give back is very selfish. You've got to give back. Well, it's more money than you can spend in a lifetime if you're Absolutely. a sensible human being. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to buy a hundred million dollar house? No, no, it's crazy. But speaking yeah, of well, that, money, that's, yeah, it depends on what you're spending, right? That the old saying yeah. is not what you make; it's what you keep. And right, yeah, it, it, I, mean, I think there's a show on like. Uh, I don't know, TLC or something where it's it's literally just horror stories of people that won the lottery and they can't handle yes. having that much money and it just ruins them. Yep. If you're not grounded like anything, look, you see it with the fighters that make sure. it, that aren't grounded. What's the difference? And they're not making 600 million. They're making 10, 15 million. They can't even do the right thing. Right. Yeah, you know, that's just it's so standard true. We had Charles Barkley on our show many years ago and I remember, never forget what the statement he made. Something around the effect, give or take a few points here, that basically over 80% of NBA athletes, you know, or athletes in general, once they they lose their money after a few years. Yeah, you know? that's crazy. I'll tell you, yeah, I, Charles Barkley, I, I love Charles Barkley. I think he's, oh, he's great. Hey, really Ray, it took cool. me two years to get Charles to go to a UFC, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I see him in Vegas all the time, right? We gamble together the whole bit, and we're friends, and it's like, no, no, this, that, the other. Finally, he went to a show. The next day, he came in the gym. We were training. I was training, and I saw him in the gym. In Vegas, and he's like, Buff, those are the most highly conditioned athletes in the world. That's one of the most uh, amazing he's, things he's I've smart, ever seen. that guy. I'll tell you, he said something once, Bruce, you'll appreciate this. I don't know what the context was, uh, but he was doing a Ch oh, Charlie Rose interview, and Charlie Rose asked him, he goes, what, do you, what would be one thing that you would want people to know that you don't think they know? And, and what he said, I thought, was dead on. He goes, look, I want you to know that there's a big difference between the number 12 guy on the bench and the number one guy. And there's a huge difference between that number 12, 12, 11, 13, whatever, how many people they have. There's a huge difference between that number 12 guy and the guy that you think is great on the basketball courts in your neighborhood. So there's levels. Like, you yeah. know, he's even seen him, you know, that, and that's like fighting. There's, there's a huge difference. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? And that, I thought what he said, this was 20 years ago. I thought it was, unbelievable and, and, and that's the thing too it's not uh the same in like every weight class i i think you know in a heavyweight that's the sort of x factor you know a guy who is number seven is pretty much you know on par with the guy who's number 20 you know what i mean right. I, I, heavyweight has always been really kind of like four big names four, you know three or four big names and then it's everybody else yeah yeah that's it absolutely absolutely what are you doing for uh your new year's right I'm going to stay local. I, I went to Jersey for Christmas. So I'm, I'm done traveling. I really just want to take a couple of days and chill out. So I'll do that on uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's. Very cool. No, that's the way to do it. Enjoy. Sit back. Watch some football. Listen, if you're home on uh, December 31st, right, and you're chilling out in the afternoon at 2 o'clock or 5 o'clock your time on the East Coast, 2 o'clock California time is the Fiesta Bowl, which is the – are you a football watcher? I forget right no, no, I'm not really. I mean, I used to be, but not not now. I don't want. I just honestly, Bruce, I'm just down to MMA at this point. I'm yeah, biased. no, I hear you. And strangely enough, I go to MMA, but I don't watch MMA. I have enough MMA yeah, when yeah, I go yeah, to the no, shows. I, 
I'll watch the shows I did because I want to re-see the fights and make sure I saw them in the same way. Right, right. And, of course, there's other specific shows when I'm not announcing if I'm home. Of course, I'm going to watch UFC. Um, but uh, on Friday the 31st, uh, those of you watching on ESPN, I'm scheduled to announce the Fiesta Bowl. Oh, wow. That's huge. That is, and that, that's one of the college football playoff games, correct? Yes, it's the final one be to choose the uh, – the championship team to play in the championship final game. So yeah, it's, it's one of the semifinals. Oh, Bruce, Bruce if you're crazy. if you're announcing, I'm watching. Well, you have to turn it right at the beginning. If ESPN covers it, they'll cover it right at the beginning at uh, five right. o'clock your time, East Coast time Perfect. on Friday. Beautiful. So you can check it out. Um, and again, not to watch me. I thought if you watch football, it's going to be a hell of a game for sure. So you know, speaking of games, Epic Games released Fortnite, and we all know the Fortnite was the big thing played by all the kids and everything. I don't. Right. It have still it. is. It, it still is, but, you know, I don't have the details here, but Fortnite um, has agreed to pay $520 million, right? For what? Okay, I got it right here finally. A half a billion Epic dollars? Games, they're going to pay $275 million penalty for violating children's privacy laws, Ooh. where they change default privacy settings, and they're going to pay $245 million in refunds for tricking users into making unwanted charges, you know, because that's how they make the money. You right. Like, yeah. Buy new things. I, mean, well, I remember Henry and Rupert playing this game. You know, there were credit card charges, you know, yeah. they added up. Well, what's that's, funny about it, too, awesome. is you don't need any of that stuff. Like, you don't get better in the game by buying any of that stuff. It's just all like aesthetics. It's like costumes and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And of course, kids want everything. You know what I mean? I want everything. Well, video games is actually a really fun thing. I, I Henry is made it to the finals with one game left where they play this uh, video game called Rocket something. It's cars. Rocket League. Rocket League. Okay, yeah, so that's fun. Is, it's like soccer with cars. Exactly. So they have one more game, if not already played it, and uh, he's about to or has one. I got to find out because Kristen and the family are in Hawaii on vacation. Hmm. But he's going to win $5,000. No kidding. Yeah, and it's going to go to his college fund, of which I'm proud to say Henry is 17, about to be 18, as I'm sure we've all been, you've all been through that with your your kids or uh, TJ you're going to at some point. Uh, I don't know. Honest. Henry's been accepted to three universities. He's got a choice of three different universities. What? Wow, nice. Beautiful. University of Washington, Arizona, and another one up uh, up uh, northern area. Wow. That's cool. I mean, as an older guy, giving you a tidbit information, start that college fund tomorrow. Ah, uh, man, we live in California. My kid's going to City College. Well, I'm just saying start the college fund tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The college fund they have is actually added up. But you know what? Well, it's you like realize how much it has to add up to. Yeah. No, the it's average a lot of money, the average state university is something like forty five thousand dollars a year. It's crazy. No, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, like, who's who's ready to pay $200,000? Like, what degree gets you ready for a $200,000 bill when you get out of college? Uh, yeah. Medical I, degree, I, I, law I, degree. That's look, it. I had, I, had, I had two kids, so you could double that. <laughs> How old are your kids? Uh, 27 and 26. Where'd they go they to school, both, Ray? They both went to the University of Delaware. Dang. And uh, yeah, one's one's a speech pathologist, one's an occupational therapist. They're doing good. Two girls. Wow, they're doing great. What is it with fighters and trainers always having girls? 
I don't know. I think it's I, we. I got to go with it's payback. <laughs> have you noticed? Have you noticed that Bruce? Like all fighters and trainers, when they have kids, they're all girls. I that's something I haven't noticed. Honestly, I I can't claim to fame on that one. I'm saying that that's a fact. But you know, maybe it's just uh, those tough genes create. Um, let's face it, women are tough. Girls are well, tough. I think they're I, a lot tougher than men in certain ways. So. Maybe that's the fighter's mentality. Ray, you I, shook your head. Yes, maybe you agree. Could be, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. They're definitely tougher for sure. Well, I, I've actually heard there's a theory that men that are really active, um, their testosterone is lower, goes up and down with their physical activity, and uh, you know, men men decide you know what it's going to be, a boy or a girl, with your uh, your seed, if you will. And uh, the the sort of theory is if you're very active, you make more female chromosome sperm than male. Wow. That's the first that's the first I heard that. Yeah, I don't know. Really, that's interesting. I had a girlfriend that thought one testicle made boy sperm and the other testicle made girl sperm. That was an interesting that's conversation. What, that's, that's, what, comment on that. that's what's known as a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen guys, let's go over a couple things here. Um First off, I think, you know, a lot of us are looking forward to the new year on Friday. Uh, December 31st is Saturday. I don't yep. know how uh, Mr. Trump's looking forward to it. His tax returns are going to get released on Friday. Oh, I, I, I mean, here's the thing. What do you, what do you think is going to happen with that? I, d- does it matter? Like, I hate to say it, but like, it's so far well, after the fact. That, and but, but of course, the guy had the best attorneys to get him off. You know what I'm saying? Like. Right. I'm saying so the guy paid no taxes or he's not as rich as we thought he was. But what is it besides that? But that's the whole goal with your tax returns, right? Like, you try to make it look like you have no money. Right. Right. So if we find out he didn't pay any taxes, like, I'm not going to be surprised. I agree with you. Uh, There's a great documentary called The Panama Papers. I think it's on. Explain that one, TJ. Give me the Panama Papers. What was that about again? Yeah, so it's about basically the one percent hiding their money in uh, you know offshore accounts and not having to pay any tax on it. And uh, you know, I think it was the president of Iceland. I think was the only one that was ever really charged with because it's illegal. You're ducking taxes, and uh, yeah, like the president of Iceland like went to jail for it, but. Uh, there's rumors that, you know, every elite guy, uh, here in the States, uh, that's, uh, you know, billionaires is doing the same thing where they pay, you know, next to no taxes, uh, when you consider how much money they actually make. Huh. I think, I think it has something to do with a bank in Panama. I, I'm so. AJ, drop, you're dropping all, he's dropping a lot of knowledge. Today. Yeah, it's a lot of knowledge that actually, that we, Ray, did you get that, all that? Yeah, I mean, that we can't. That we can't really uh, do our due diligence. No, just go watch the movie. Go watch the movie. It's available now on Hulu. It's a good movie. What's the name of it? The Panama Papers. We'll take it. I'm on it. Gotta check that out. You should. You can hide your money off uh, offshore, Buff. Very cool. Okay, listen. Let's (laughs) not cool. It's illegal. When I say very cool, that's their problem, not my problem. I hear you. You know, that's all I can look at. It is. You know, at the end of the year, there's so many things that happen at the end of the year. I didn't mean to brush it off, TJ. I can only comment. So it's far. fine. It's fine, Bruce. You know, this is, this is one of those times where, like, it's the last week of the year. You know what I mean? There's not a ton going on. 
Uh, we're kind of looking back and looking forward. This is my favorite week of the year, by the way. And why is that? Because you just kind of relax a little bit. I mean, yeah, you're still working. You're moving strong forward in the new year, finish strong to start strong. But, uh, you know, you just kind of step back a little bit. Crazy. I, it, you know, it is a year. You want to relax. You want to, you always want, I always say, end the year strong, check, start the year it. strong. I mean, I work all the way through. Ray, I'm sure you do to a certain extent. Are you training, right? There's still people training at your gym and everything. I mean, I can hear the bell right now. <laughs> I want to, like, I want to introduce you to somebody. Right, this is the next big thing coming out of the gym. Look at this oh. guy. Look at this guy. He's a big guy, this guy. Man, look at that guy. beard. Oh, I, I like that beard. Holy oh, thank guy, you, thank you. How are you, brother? Senegal. Look forward to Senegal. announcing your name. Ray, give he's us a from, name. He's from Senegal. What's your name? Check? Yeah, check. Check. You had to ask him his name, Ray? You said he's the next big no, thing. No, You're no, asking no, him his name? You know what? Well, Ray didn't want to butcher it, so he had him no, say we it. Call, we call him Check because of Czech Congo, but I think his name really is Czech. Oh, because he, he's, he's, yeah. he's huge. He's a killer. Get, straight, get him the nickname. Get him ready to rock and roll when it comes to the octagon. He's ready to go. You'll be hearing about this guy in the next couple of years. All right. We're making a note. Let's have his full name for the records here. Come on. Full name. What's your full name? Chef Gay. All right. Go ahead, Bruce. You make heads and tails out Say it again. C-A-D-I-K-H. So what's your last name? G-U-E-Y-E. 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 So say your name fully, so I like the way you want it said. Say your name the way you would like it said. Check, check gay. Check gay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so his nickname is Checkmate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah good, yeah, great. So yeah. go ahead, wait, wait, Bruce. Give him an announcement. Give him an announcement, Bruce. Let's see. If I we need the last. Work. I'm not clear on the last name. I got the first name check. The last name I'm not clear. G. Yeah, good. G U E Y E. G. Check gay. Check gay. It's presenting, hard. making his debut in the oh. octagon. Yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about checks. You made the guy say, Bruce. Invoices in the mail, Ray. Yeah. Come on, guy's the best. What hey, a PayPal. I'll send you my PayPal. Person, this guy. Well, if he's coming to the octagon, let's talk a little bit about the best fights of 2022. I'm going to go down. I'm not saying that I'm correct, but I, let me just give you the five that come into my mind, okay? Let's go, do it. Uh, I got to go with uh, Yuri Prochaska against Glover Teixeira. Yeah. That, that fight yeah. was amazing. Yeah, okay. it's also just unfortunate that we didn't get that sequel, you know, to right. end the year, but... Very unfortunate. Well, what else uh, we got? God, that's a great fight. That's a great fight. Uh, Stephen Thompson, Kevin Holland, without it. Oh, yeah, great fight. Uh. Career defining Burns. fight too, real quick. You know, I, I think Wonder Boy has a, a phenomenal legacy, but when you go back with his greatest hits, it, it's amazing that you know his most recent fight is one of the best, if not his best, UFC uh, performance. The guy's been in the UFC for a decade, and to, to be at that level and still perform that way uh, says a lot. Doubt. Without a doubt, hey, against the guy they were fast tracking too, right? Right. Yeah, one hundred percent. I, I believe it, we had Wonderboy on a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's only been an underdog in two UFC fights, and uh, he was an underdog against uh, Kevin Holland. That's it. Oh, wow. Yeah. We yeah. talked about that. I mean, he was the underdog. It's amazing. We had that in, in his interview we did with him. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. He was an underdog in the uh, Holland fight, and then the only other uh, time he was a dog was against Gilbert Burns. <laughs> the other the other fight I liked, too, was... Uh, Gamrod against uh, Zaruki, and I thought it was a fin fantastic yeah. fight. That, but you know, also too, let's go to Hamzat 
and Gilbert Burns? Oh. Like Gilbert Burns. I think Chandler against Gaethje is a fight you can't forget. Was that uh, last year, though? Chandler Poirier is also in the first round, if I you can't forget. Yeah, yeah. Ch- Chandler against anybody. Chandler Gaethje against, against anybody. anybody. You know, yeah, yeah. Jeez, could that have been okay. more than a year ago? Uh, I and think then- Chandler and Gaethje was at Madison Square Garden last year, I think. Wow. Yeah. See, that's my problem with so many UFCs every week. Right. I don't remember, you know, wh- where we begin and end, you know. Right. That's crazy. I know. It's amazing. You know, how about Sean O'Malley and Peter Peter Jan? Oh, that was that was a great fight. Great fight. Really hey, good fight. Hey, real quick uh, on the, the Bantamweight tip, you got uh, Cheeto Vera taking on Corey Sandhagen. It's a fight in the apex. Uh, Ray, I want your thoughts on this because Sean O'Malley said that Sandhagen is at a disadvantage fighting in that uh, 25-foot octagon rather than the 30-foot octagon. Uh, do, do you feel that is true? Because I've heard a lot of athletes say that the smaller octagon, if they're you know an athlete who likes to use uh, a lot of footwork, that it's it's more difficult in that cage. Well, I mean, look, it would make common sense if you like footwork, if that's your thing, the bigger the octagon, the better. But I don't think it's that much smaller where it should throw you off. Yeah, it's five feet. Much, you know what I mean? But that's me, and I'm not, I'm yeah. not fighting, so I'll leave that up to them. But I don't think uh, – but, again, if I had a guy like Marab, you know, I want him in the smallest octagon so he could punch it down. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it can – there might be a little advantage, disadvantage, but for the most part, I don't know. I mean, if it was that much of a disadvantage, if I'm Sandhagen, I'd hold off and fight in another arena. That's, that's yeah. not a big problem. Yeah. And that's a that's a fight that's big enough in my eyes to, to be on a pay-per-view if you don't want Without it. Without a you know? doubt. So, Without it, that's like that's going to be a great fight. Yeah, one hundred percent. Do you notice the, the octagon being smaller, one? Bruce? Do you know in the apex? Do you do you notice the octagon being smaller? Uh, yeah, no, it's the you know they have the thirty. I think the octagon is thirty three feet by thirty three feet normally, if I'm not mistaken. Close, something like yeah, that, but yeah. But, but the like yeah, the apex of the apex is the smaller octagon. It's not the big octagon. Yeah, but, but you, you feel feeling, it. Like, are you feeling a huge difference when you're in there? Uh, a little bit because of the ground I cover going from one fighter to the other, the other, or, you know, when I'm doing my thing, luckily, here's the big thing. Here's the big thing about the octagon is that, um, unlike boxing, you know, when you're announcing in a boxing ring, everybody and their mother and cousin is in that ring. Seriously. It's crazy when you watch boxing. It's like a family reunion and, and people and many of them. You know, they love to get the TV time. You can see people trying to work themselves into position. Yeah. I'm so lucky, and I believe the fighters are so lucky, to have just a couple of commission guys, the referee and me, in the octagon, right? I think it's very distracting to have all those bodies in a ring yeah. versus all versus the very few that we have in the in the octagon. I mean, I, I've, I've called boxing events, Bruce, and, like, I just, coming from MMA, everything that, goes on with boxing from the weigh-ins to the ring announcements like it's just it's more complicated than it needs to be you know mma is sort of uh streamlined all of that stuff and i'm thankful for it yeah. well you know you know why uh, tj too when you're doing something every freaking week right you get that shit locked down pretty yeah. easily you know what i mean if you were doing it once every two or three months sure you know it's hard to get yeah. in that groove where but that, look dana even when Bert was there, man, that shit was really run. Yeah. To his I mean, you're it's, walking at the the minute mark they give you. Like, you're going on at 7-Eleven. Yeah, you you're walking right. at 7-Eleven. 
Uh, but back in the day, it was a little different. I had a couple of guys fight what they used to call swing bouts. Right. So the post had, limb, you go on in the, right. the but after if, the main if, event. If you had time, you get in before the main event. If not, you go after the main event. And that's a little weird because sure. you never know if you're going. Then they just did away with that completely. Yeah. Because, I mean, how do you warm up? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're next. So, like, do you get a good a sweat and cool down? Yeah. It's a problem. You know, the hardest, yeah. hardest warm-up ever, though, the hardest warm-up for any fighter ever is in the old days when they fought two and three times a night. Yeah. And they didn't yeah. know when they are going to come out. That, when do I, mean, I warm up? Who do I warm up with? What's going I, on? I, 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 say, I those those guys should be given more credit because they really pioneered this thing to where yeah. it is. And I yeah. think we have a real tendency to forget about guys now. You know what I mean? Like I, I think when I was in Abu Dhabi, I think Mark Coleman walked into the room. I don't even know if anybody knew who he was. Like it's, yeah, it's insane. Like I've yeah. been there forever, so obviously it's different. But I, you know, the guy made his mark on the ufc there's no question right. about it no question it was, uh right no matter how you cut it back then it was blood sport well it was, yeah, yeah it was that. different there's, there's no it was a spectacle it went from a spectacle to a sport yes. now what the fifth most watched sport in america yeah. um just growing leaps and bounds now the usc said they're going to raise their pay-per-view prices again um whether it's a few bucks or whatever. Did you read about that? Yeah I, is it the UFC's call or is it ESPN's that's an interesting question. I do not know. I yeah, mean, I don't, or, I don't know. ESPN has paid, you know, a billion and a half or more dollars yeah. for those pay-per-view or rights. Is it, or is it WME who needs right. money? Well, well, that's I mean, UFC because they own UFC. Well, right, right, well, right, I'm but, saying, though, but they could, you know, it's a subsidiary, I guess, right? It's considered, but they still could try to, if they have a, you have a cash cow, you just keep draining that cash cow. No. Like if I have I have a company and I got five different profit centers, I'm gonna try to take from the my biggest profit center to you know make up for all the other uh, right yeah you, you rob Peter to pay Paul or whatever. Right. It is. I, 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 yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't think it's um, ESPN's cool. Well, all I know is that one dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four is a lot of money. That's a well. It's already up at a high number now. Yeah. But at the same time, too, you know, I'm going to say it again. Everybody says, well, the fighters make this, the fighters make that. The fighters make, Ray, listen, I'm going to ask you before I say anything. Yeah. You know, every organization in MMA. Yes. Are the fighters making good money in UFC? I'm going to say yes. Okay. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, because, you know, like even when Matt was fighting, I'll never forget, he would go, do you think it's fair? Like Dana maybe would give him a check. And I would say, I think it's fair. I don't think it's right. I mean, because my, and what I mean by that is I think they all making good money. My guys are all doing good. They own multiple houses. They're doing great. Right. So they had to fight for that money for sure, but that doesn't make it right either. If every other sport is getting 30% of the bottom line and you're getting 10%, yeah, but... I think that's where the problem comes in. But I think nobody, I think these guys for where they were, and, you know, they didn't not that they had other revenues to make money. I, I think my guys, I think, are doing good, but you'd have to ask them. But I think they all Weidman did great. Matt did good. You know, Aljo, Marab, they're all doing great. The, the so let, thing, me, let me the, add this. Let me add this into the mix. Oh, sorry, TJ, the mix you yeah. just said. 30 percent of the bottom line, you're referring to boxing, right? I don't know what I'm referring to. Whatever I heard, maybe because the, 30% maybe of the, the bottom NFL. line. Yeah, is... let, 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 let me jump in because like you're talking about like uh, collective bargaining agreements and like baseball. Uh, I think it's something right. like 40 or 50 percent goes back to the players. Right. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I get that. And I think, you know, mixed martial arts is 
you know, much harder sport uh, on the body of a limited window, etc. You know, uh, your health is it can be compromised later in life, things like that. But but the bottom line is, I don't, I don't know if it's fair to compare baseball uh, or, or sticking ball sports to MMA because th- there are, are teams and that drives up the price. And, and you know, there there are other factors. I mean, you can say that, you know, there, there are different organizations, you know, that's sort of like teams. But uh, the bottom line is, like, I've called a lot of fights uh, between guys that were making, you know, 1,000 and 1,000. Right. And they're crazy fights. And then they have a rematch with that same guy where they're making 20,000 in the UFC. So the, the disparity of fighting outside the UFC and inside the UFC oh, is, is oh, night and day. Story. Yeah, night and day. Yeah. Totally night and day. But so, I mean, there's another. Right yeah, go ahead. There's another variable here, guys. And I'm going to compare it to boxing, okay? Mm. Bob Arum's offices, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, you know, top rank Golden Boy offices. However many employees have, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this that they're running their businesses, but let's say they've got 20 employees, 30 employees, maybe not even that many. UFC has over 500 employees in the Vegas location, uh, offices in China, offices elsewhere. Everything they're doing, the amount of money that goes in, I don't see anybody promote fighting sports the way UFC promotes it and their no. media advertising the amount of money yeah. going out and, and boxing and, is trying to rip off the UFC and in that way but getting back to my point here is just there's an it takes a large amount of money yeah. to run this organization a large amount of money and granted they're making money and you know what they should they right. should and well, still when you look at MMA and you know I remember back in the day when Rampage Jackson was fighting for probably thought, you know, a few thousand dollars in King of the Cage to where he came back to UFC some 10, whatever plus years ago and made what I've heard reported to be even by himself is, you know, over t- well over $10 million during his coming back or whatever. I mean, they don't yeah. make this kind of money in the sport. No, you know? no it, it, and that's the thing too. Like, I think Dana's talked about it as well. Like you have a fighting career, but for a lot of people, it's not really, you know, a career like it's hard to make it that you know only right. a hand handful of guys yeah. are going to turn it into something where yes. they make millions of dollars and you know that that's what you're fighting for and, and i think everybody knows what they're getting into at this point when they want to be a mixed martial artist you know they're, they're trying to be you know that one two three percent and you know yeah. fight for it hey, Go right. take it yeah that's it but and, and to defend dana i mean i do promote local shows and i tell you for, i mean it's it's a microcosm of what he's doing, but to put up with some of these guys that he has oh, to yeah. put up with, oh, yeah. it's got to be insane, Bruce. Insanity. Well, you know, like I've had guys, you know, I could sell a thousand tickets. You know how many tickets the guy sells? Four. Right. Not even, yeah. not even 90 yeah. or yeah. 70. He sells yeah. four out of yeah. a thousand. Like, yeah. this is what you got to deal with. Well, so everybody thinks they're worth more than they should be. So it's it's a weird dynamic right but i do think if you have a bottom line that's so fruitful like they have it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to just you know make a couple of more people happy well they're making a lot of people happy um yes yes they yes they are you know that's that's all i can say and yeah yeah yeah. no it's it's a, it's a good thing it's a good look it's a good problem to have and like i said i'm not i don't want to speak for my guys but my observation they all did great better than they could have did anywhere else that's, and, that, that's it. and that's the thing too ray a lot of it comes down to like what you do with it because i've heard of so many athletes getting you know large windfalls of money 
and yeah. they don't pay their taxes one year and then it's trying to yeah, you know catch yeah, yeah. up and well, it's, that's, yep. that's them running their own lives they got to run their own lives properly right know? yep and that's something you yep. don't screw around with going to give you another fight of the year Cyril Gaon against Tui Tuivasa oh yeah 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 that was that's uh, that and me that that's up there for sure let's go into the fighters of the year I it's it's I'm going to I'm going to give you my views on the top 5. Put them in any order you want, okay? All right, sir. Alexander Volkanovsky. Oh, for sure. Uh without a doubt. Yeah, not not only has he had great performances, but he has, you know, sort of shined in a way that he hadn't before. You know, he he's a guy that is resonating with fans because he's he's kind of found that niche. He's found his voice. Right. Alex Pereira. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, without a, without a doubt. Islam Makashev. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are these are no brainers. Yeah. Zhang Weli. Zhang Weili for sure. Leon Edwards. Ooh. Man, I just it's so crazy because that, that fight is just so different, you know. Uh four and a half rounds, it was all Usman. Yeah. But he made a shine and he came back. Uh Ray, you're gonna like this one. Algermain Sterling. Without a doubt. Without a and, doubt. I'll, and I'll tell you why. Only to overcome that first obstacle that was a disaster. Yeah. You got to give that kid a lot of credit, man. He came back and rattled off two wins against two really good guys when everybody had him counted out. So I yeah. think. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah, Sorry. I, I, so I think what he did is because I, I was there was way harder than what people think or could even imagine. That was a heavy burden that poor kid carried on his shoulder for a year before right. he got to redeem himself. It's not like, again, we always say this. It ain't like baseball where you have a bad day, you go back, you hit a home run right. the next day. You got to wait a year. Yeah. Getting tortured by that's true. Of people. Tortured. Yeah. And, and that's, the, that, that's, the, tortured. that's the thing, too, about Aljo. You know, I was talking about with Volkanovski. I think uh, Aljamain had just a, a, as impressive a, of a year outside of the the octagon in the way that he's conducted himself and, and handled himself in interviews and, and is really sort of found his own voice and isn't afraid to say things uh, that he wants. And, and Without that, a doubt. And if you yeah. listen to him, he always says it. He always has a, a good point. It's different, right? but it's good. It's actually good. And he's a, like I always said this, I think people get the wrong impression, Aljo. He's a fucking great dude. I mean, oh, even he like the way, the way he helps his teammates out, the way he conducts himself with his family. I'm telling you, really good guy. Like really, really good guy purposely trying to make a difference too it's not like he's just that guy i mean i think he's really grateful same with marab they're just grateful for what they have yeah i, mean, I don't know if anybody's as grateful as marab because he's on another level but you could see these guys just having a freaking great time uh marab looks like he's having more fun than anybody else in the ufc ever unbelievable the guy just you know you know, they, they've really become like co-captains of this team. I mean, they really, people follow them. They trust what they say. They're always helping somebody. Marab's in here yesterday. Everybody loves to see him. It's it's, it's nuts. You know, it's good. So I, I agree with you on that for different reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Uh, that's one thing, too. You're kind of going back to what you were talking about with local promoting, Ray. Uh, yeah. It's interesting the attitude that certain fighters have now because – you know, I remember calling fights at Tachi Palace where the old WEC was with the best 125 pounders in the planet. And they're fighting, you know, on a, a Native American reservation in the parking lot. 
right. and you know, just begging for eyeballs. And then I've interviewed some athletes that are making their pro debut and they don't want to talk to you. And it's just like, oh, yeah, man, no, 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 it's crazy. Just, listen, but the way you got to handle as they do, if you think you're going to get away with that, right? Once you hit the big show, you're crazy. Yeah. you better get used to it now, right? I know right. that drives me. No, I see it with the guys in here. Everybody wants. You know, it's that old saying, it takes 20 years to become an overnight sensation. Right. So they don't they don't look at what Weidman did to get there. They look at what he's got now, and they right. want it immediately. Now, this this new generation is hard. It's just in life, I think it's horrible. But also, the, the come-up is different, too, right? Like, you can yes. get on the Contender Series at 6-0 and yeah. and haven't really fought a lot of people. You know what I mean? Right. And there used to be fights where, I mean, you know, probably 10, 15 years ago, some of the best fights that happened were when these guys were coming up to get to the UFC. You know, right. I, I remember it's probably like 20 years ago now, but like that old IFC tournament, it was a one night tournament in 2003 or four. Uh, Babalu won it. Uh, Jeremy Horn was in it. Forrest Griffin was in it. Um, yeah, Chell Sonnen was in it. Like a yeah, crazy yeah. tournament. And crazy. like that was one of the better events. And, uh, yeah. You know, people don't even know that. By the way, we should talk about it. I'm sorry to change the. Well, the I want to do one more fighter. One more fighter. Okay. Uh, Marlon Cheeto Vera. For sure. There, there we go. So go ahead, TJ. Uh, we should we should acknowledge the passing of Stephen Bonner. Um, I was really hard to that. Yeah. I was just going to go into that. If I may start that. Um, yes. As always, my sincere, sincere uh, condolences and best wishes go out to the family and loved ones of Stephen Bonner. Um, a friend, a warrior, responsible along with Forrest Griffin is the fight that changed the world of the UFC that night yeah. at uh, the Ultimate Fighter season one finale when we had a five share and we went up to like a 12 to 15 share with that final fight happening. The truth of the matter is, is that with thanks to Stefan Bonner and Forrest and their performance, along with everything else the UFC put in, but we made Spike and Spike made the UFC at that point. Yes. And if you watch that fight, when Dana awarded Stefan Bonner his six-figure contract, I lost complete control of myself jumping up like a kid. I was so happy for Stefan Bonner. And the times on a personal note that I had to spend with this gentleman, uh, who was a gentleman, uh, truly to everybody around him, uh, the people I've seen him interact with and stuff, uh, just a fun, loving, good guy. He got into surfing when I pushed him into surfing. He, you know, he was, he just, I, I can remember so many times, so many good times with this, with this fine man. It just, I got to tell you, man, I always get, we, we all have our reaction at the passing of people that are closer, closer, or that we know, but that was very, very painful. Yeah. That day it, when that came out, I, did it ever come out his cause of death? No, I haven't heard it yet. Um, I, you know, I saw him on one of the MMA podcasts like a year ago and he wasn't doing well. You could tell he wasn't doing well. Um, when you say he wasn't doing well, what do you mean? He had, I think, some sort of back injury and he was having a hard time getting pain medication and, and working through it because he was doing some pro wrestling. Um, and it just you could tell he was was not in a good place. Um I don't know. I, you know, I can't speculate. I don't want to speculate. That'd be irresponsible. But, uh, you know, he, he definitely had some tough times uh, with injuries and in his, his health the last couple of years. No, I, I agree with TJ. I think TJ is spot on with that. Um, look, he was always a gentleman to me. Anytime I seen him, I never had a bad interaction. So my, you know, I agree 100% with Bruce. He was just, 
a good guy, and we lost a lot of good guys this year that were just yeah. way too young. I yeah. mean, Elias and uh, Johnson, man, look how young those guys were. I, I know. Mean, that's and, that's and, insane. But 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 Bonner, I think, probably was struggling towards the end. I'm, I'm going to agree with TJ. Just just the fact that he hooked up with that Joshua Fabia and that time he got into the guy, it's not a good sign. It just isn't. You know, that that's a that's a class act. Uh, you know, it's do you think do you think I, I saw somebody make an oxycotton comment? You know, which I'm not going to comment no, on no, as being a case, but well, do you think or do you have any knowledge that there was a painkiller issue here? Again, like it's irresponsible to speculate, but he yeah. was talking about how the pharmacy would not fill his prescriptions. Um, yeah. You know, it, well, it's, yeah. it's interesting yeah. that he, he was talking about that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, and he, and he did have a public. He that was a public uh, fight. Right. He was on tape screaming at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So you could see that that was that wasn't really that wasn't screaming by a guy that was grounded at that point. Right. No, that he was, was that he was, was. Yeah. That, that guy was hurt. He was screaming for fucking help, man, no matter how you yeah. look at. It. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I guess when you get like, you know, paper pushes, they just don't have the flexibility to make the right call. You know right. what I mean? It's like. Those guys always bother me. Like they, you gotta have a degree of flexibility when you're dealing with people. It's like I walk into a bar and the guy proofs me, and I forgot my wallet. And that guy should have a common sense to let me in. Like, right? You yeah. know, I'm over fucking twenty one. Like, but right. some guys can't do it. Yeah, they just can't do it. Yeah, they gotta, hey, no, you gotta hey, have your life. And that's the thing too about painkillers. Like, I hate to say this, but doctors they want to treat pain, and they don't really want to like fix it. You know what I mean? Right. Like a lot of doctors don't say you need to go to physical therapy. They just write that prescription. Right. And then all of a sudden guys can't live without it. Right. That's the problem. Listen, those opioids that look, they fucked that whole thing up. There's no question about it. If you were a good guy who had an addictive personality, who didn't know it. Right. And you got hurt and you just wanted help with the, you're screwed. Yep. I think if you're not addictive, you don't have that personality. You, you know, you end up throwing the shit out and going, I'll do it for a day. But that takes self-control. And it, like, again, you don't have that addictive personality. And yeah. that's really, I feel bad for those guys that would have never been in that spot. That because yeah. they trusted the doctors and just wanted to minimize their pain, didn't know what was about to hit them. Those are the right. guys I feel horrible for. Yeah. Uh, they say that, that pain medicine... Yeah. Right. Even Chevy Chase, the actor, you know, for years with his issues with his back and payment. It's like the hardest addiction or one of the yeah. hardest addictions Horrible. to get yeah. off of. Well, guys, it's it's essentially heroin. And that's why we have a heroin epidemic in this country, because people are on the, the painkillers for the longest time and then they get them taken away. And what do you do? You try to buy pills off the street or you just go get heroin. Yeah. Thank God. It's, it, this is one of the reasons why, Ray, when I had my ACL replaced. They gave me the Oxycontin or whatever they gave me, you know, uh, one of the other big ones, whatever. I don't remember exactly. I took one that morning when I woke up. Yeah. Right. And I never took another one. I just yeah. said, screw hey. it. I'm going to deal with the pain. Yeah, so I, I don't, I'm scared do of it. Yeah. A lot of people, that's a, that's when fear is your friend. Trust right. me. That's when fear yeah. is your friend. That You need yeah. that gut feeling to go, this shit ain't good. Well, no, also, also too, ibuprofen and Advil is a hell of a drug. It does wonders. Just take some ibuprofen. Yeah. Hey, that or, you know, for those people out there that smoke marijuana, smoke marijuana and, and, and yeah. kill the pain a little bit, whatever it takes, you know. 
I mean, I haven't had approach. I haven't had a non-steroidal like an Advil in over twenty years at this point. Good, good really for good for you, man. Yeah, no, I think I became allergic to them. That's why. But... <laughs> well, that's no, no, I... I'm not even joking. I no, was, I, one, I, one night I took an Advil, my throat started to close up. So we that's that crazy. Was the last time I took that. That's crazy. That sounds like a manufactured like defect. But uh, I have heard people <laughs> have severe like kidney <laughs> issues because they take yes, so many Advil. Of course, yeah. of course. Listen, hey, listen guys, we were. Yeah, let me just first, you'll love this. I went to a doctor once for my elbow. This is like 20 years ago. You know what the guy, and this guy was the top guy, New York Giants, Jets, whatever. You know, you always have this guy, this the doctor. He tells me, oh, this is what you do. Take three Advils four times a day for two weeks. I go, wait a minute, three Advils? So that's 12 Advils a day for two weeks? I, I, dude, I walked out of that office, Bruce. I go, I'll never even talk to this guy again. Never. <laughs> Are you? I would have been dead. No. Yeah, how many Advil can you even take in a day? I think it says don't take more than like four in a twenty-four hour period. Eight hundred milligrams. Don't take more than yeah. eight hundred milligrams. That's that's what they, and I'm not joking. That's that's true. Wow, that's that's ridiculous. Well, listen, you know, getting back, we're going to close out the show here, but I just got to tell you, even talking about Stefan Bonner gives me a very heavy heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just as you started reflecting on a whole bunch of stuff, and not the way to end the year, but. uh Again, all my best condolences and best wishes to his family and loved ones. And yeah. we're ending a year 2022, which has been a great year in many ways, a difficult year in many ways, a COVID year in many ways, all the changes we're going through yeah. in the world and climate and everything. But the bottom line is focus on the positive things that have happened to you this year. Focus on the positive um, happenings, thoughts, people in your lives what motivates you, what makes you be the best you can be. And going into 2023, focus on that. End the year strong and positive. Take negative negativity out of your life. Take negative energy out of your life. And just try to start off as positive. We all have to deal with issues. We all have to deal with negativity. But let's try and be as positive as we can and as much of a respectful and a role model as we can to each other and to everybody around us to, to allow this world to get better. It's got to get better. It's got to get better. You hope so. I mean, I hate to say it, but you, you kind of put the, the year in a nutshell. Like, since the pandemic hit, like, we have a lot of weird things to to get through still, yeah. to, to fix. And it's it's weird when you look back on the year. And, you know, I think we're doing better uh, than we were this time last year. But I don't know. You watch the news, and it just scares the shit out of you. Oh, man. Well, we've all got our little worlds that we live in, big worlds that we live in, whatever the case might be. Let's just be as much of a positive influence on ourselves and on the people around us as we can. I'm just and trying to hang out with Ray Longo more in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll do that, Ray. Going back east, I think we got some East Coast shows, maybe even a New York show coming up when I was looking at the schedule, which, by the way, is taking us out. I will not be back in the Octagon until January 14th in Vegas. Wow. And then, I'll be in, uh, then I'll be in Rio the next weekend. Wow. Um, and, of course, we have the Australia show coming up, London coming up. Uh, there's a lot of shows scheduled. It's you know it's going to be yeah. a bang up UFC Bruce, year you, again. You got some life, buddy. You carved out some life for yourself. Hey. Look at that smile. Look at that smile, Bruce. <laughs> come on, you come on. I always wanted to be you know to have that little James Bondish uh, additive yeah. to my life. So you know I'll throw the tuxedo in a bag and go all over the world. Have, it, remember man. remember the TV show Have Gun Will Travel? Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. I call my TV show of life Have Tuxedo, have tuxedo Will Travel. Will travel. Yeah. That's what I call my life. How Focus Mitts Will Travel. Okay. I, I just there have a go. passport to travel. 
What do you have? What, what, what is what is how microphone will travel? What do you say? No, I just have a passport that lets me travel oh. anywhere. Jeez, you yep, ruined well, that, that's you ruined up it. You ruined yeah, you know, it. you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, Ray, you, you look have... great. TJ, you look great. I wish you nothing but the best of everything in 2023. We'll be back on this time together in 2023. Hey, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes. The show's all fixed up there. So the go subscribe. We were off the audio. We're back on audio and, yep. and have a big announcement for the show coming up. Hopefully wow. in January of where the show will be available. Uh, I don't think we can make that right now, TJ. Or no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But uh, it's time is building. Enough about it's time. Ray, you're an amazing person. We love I'm you, so Ray. I'm proud to call you my friend. I'm so proud to spend time with you. I love having you on the show. You're you're a quality human being, my friend. I wish you a very, 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 very happy. And the exact happy. sentiments back at you guys, too. You guys are the best. And that's why I say I carve out time. Bruce, he calls. And says Bruce Buff, I just say when. I don't even <laughs> It's true. It's true. When, when is you never say no. That, well, well then you I call me no and to... say Ray Longo, and I'll say when. I'm in your I corner. Say, I'm I, always I, in your corner, Ray. Always in your I corner. I watch I watch Bruce handle himself in public, and uh trust me, very, very impressive. And when he's talking and he's talking about being positive and making a difference, he's it's not just talk. No. He does it with his actions. I watched him. Control a whole restaurant, make people happy. And that, to me, that's what it's all about. You know what? It's you not know? about the paycheck, Ray. It's about the quality of life. Wait, come in, Nazim. Hold on. I'll second. cash that paycheck, Ray. I'll cash that paycheck. But uh, it's about yeah, the quality yeah. of life. Let me introduce you to one more guy over here. All right, let's have it. Hey, let's go. This is Nazim Sadiqov. Bruce Buffer. Oh, Nazim, how are you? Bruce, what can you do for this guy? You already made let's somebody stay happy. Nazim Sadiqov. And he's fighting February 16th in Vegas. Sadiqov? Give us Sol- give him, yeah, Sadiqov. Salikov. Sadikov. Sadikov. Yep, there yeah. you go. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. And now, fighting out of the blue corner, Nazim Sadikov. Yes. Oh, yeah, my man. Man, it just makes me want to be a fighter now. Yeah, that's it, man. Holy crap, I got goosebumps, Bruce. I'm going out and hitting the bag. Hey, listen, wait till I get in the octagon in full tuxedo garb. It'll be a lot yeah, more. Yeah, I yeah. promise you not seeing it be a lot more. Thank yeah, you. Thank awesome. you. See you soon. See you soon. All right, guys. So listen, I, I love you guys. You're the best. I'm out of here. See you, Ray. Bye, Ray. Happy New Year, buddy. Yeah. Happy New Year to you guys. Thank Take you. Care. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. How good is that, man? Come on. <laughs> there you go. TJ, making making um, dreams come true, Buff. You know what? Hmm. I love being in my own little world and my own little efforts and my own little gestures. If I can make people's dreams come true, they're making my dreams come true by allowing me to do that. So thank you to yeah. the, the two gentlemen on the show. And thank you it, for your saying those words. And if you I want, want yours, you. by the way, you're sitting at home going, I want mine. Cameo.com. <laughs> well, if anybody wants their championship introductions, time to show a little bit, just go to, I've done a ton, a lot of Christmas gifts, everything, a lot of, Oh, cameos. it's a great gift buff. Oh, is it, yeah. man, and the, again, the thank you notes and the way making people happy and or you just go to uh, BruceBuffer.com. There's a special offer right there for audio and video. But uh, I haven't changed the prices in a long time. I'm not going to. I want to make sure everybody's happy and I want to still continue to donate partial proceeds to animal children, and military charities. That's huge. So there you, you know, go. there you go. Li- li- you know, live in the life that you talk about. You know, you don't just uh, talk the talk. You walk the walk. Practice what you preach, TJ. Practice what you preach. TJ. 
I want to thank you for your friendship. I want to thank you for your quality. How long has it been now? 15 years, whatever. Something like that. Take. Yeah. But the Crazy. quality of your friendship, the quality of your work as a producer on the show, uh, where the show will go from here, and being the the fine co-host, which I wouldn't want to do the show without you, TJ. And I uh, really appreciate your friendship and send my love to you and your family. And I wish you all the sincere best in the new year. You're, you're let's truly just, let's just you're, go for it. You're truly one of my best friends, Bruce. I, you know, I, oh, I, I live in my bubble, too, and I don't talk to too many people other than uh, those that I work with. And uh, you're one of the few people that I have real conversations with on and off the air. Thank you so much, TJ. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as the saying goes, I appreciate you. And um, I'm going to look forward to working through 2023 with you and having a lot of great experiences, a lot of great shows. Big things. And a lot of happiness surrounding us. Big things coming up. Well, the best of health, the Same best of prosperity, and the best of happiness. And um, go for it. Just go for it. Be the best you can be. Like we tell everybody in the show, be the best you can be. Go ahead and, and sign off, TJ. Uh, go check out extra rounds this week. I believe, uh, Saturday, we're going to do a year end show, uh, coming up, uh, where we do, uh, all the, the awards, uh, from, uh, promotions that are on UFC fight pass. We got fighter of the year, submission of the year, knockout of the year. So, uh, check that out. That will be, uh, Saturday, uh, on Facebook and, uh, YouTube. Awesome. Awesome. All right, TJ, happy new year. Same to you. And I wish all our listeners all around the world, a very happy new year. And, uh, all the best of everything. And as I always say, got to end the show uh, with our usual thing. It's all positive. Set your goals for 2023, write them down. So when it comes time to step on that path to success, mentally, physically, everything that goes with it, that you be the best you can be because then you're winning. Let's have a winning year in 2023. It's time to win. Huh? It's time to win. It's time to win. It's time to win in 2023. I can't say it any better than that. You all know where I'm trying to drive at. Thank you. Love you all. Wish you all the best. Appreciate everybody that listens to our show. And we'll be back with a lot of fine shows in 2023. Okay? Happy New Year, everybody. Buffer out. But I'm not out.